Good evening, hope that we're all well. Happy Sunday, one and all. Thank you for those catching up on replay. Thank you for catching up on the podcast. It's me, Ryan Hartley, uh, always better than yesterday. And I am here with episode 40 of the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions. Episode 40, how did we get here? i tell you how we got here. Consistency. Consistency is how we got here. But for those of you that might be joining for the first time, I'm just going to send some invites whilst um, I'm just doing a bit of an introduction. So those of you that are joining for the first ever time, let me just give you a very quick rundown of what this is and why I do it. Um, Very simply, they are um, a series of Facebook Live interview sessions where I ask inspiring and successful people some questions. Why do I do that? Well, I love to learn from people. I love to learn about what works for other people. I love to learn about what drives people, what motivates people. Um, and rather than you know do that in private, rather than have those conversations just to myself, I thought, why not use the power of social media for, for good reasons? It gets a bit of a bad rep. But actually, I think if you can use it for a good, a good cause, a good reason, then you can actually use the power of social media to have a huge, huge impact. And that's all I want to do is make a positive difference to your day um, through the power of speaking with inspiring and successful people. So that's a very short introduction. Um, invites have gone out. I won't waste too much of your time. Lots of people on already. Good to see you. My guest is there. My guest is ready. So let's just see. Fantastic. I can bring him on. So very short introduction. My latest guest is um, actually just down the road, an hour just down the road, and I will have to meet up with this chap um, in very near future. I would love to go to one of the events, but you'll hear more about that shortly. Um, I've been following his journey, and I've recently got his book. You need to go and check this out. It's probably backwards, but it says Back Yourself, um, How to Transform Challenge into Confidence. So um, this is all about inspiring your personal development journey. So hopefully you'll hear more about the man behind this book um, and all the other things that he does. He's uh, an inspiring, inspiring human being, and I'm going to bring him on now. And I won't say too much. Good to see you, Sarah. Good to see Haley, James, Martin, Bill, loads of people on. Tara, Tasha, Bethan, Kat, Gary, Paul, loads of people on. Hello, my friend. Hey, buddy. Can you How see are... me? Can you hear me, more importantly? Loud and clear. Perfectly. Yeah, How good. are you? I'm decent. Yeah, great. Thanks, mate. How are you? Fantastic. Good weekend. Good to be here. Yeah, you know what? It's been really nice. Like today, has been just purely family. We've got a little two-year-old and um, he's had mum and dad all day. Lush. And that's that's going to be like probably, possibly <laughs> the last time because we've got an, a, another baby due in two weeks' time. So special mate, day, I think. Mate, most way. of it. Yeah, yeah love that, mate. Do me the, honor the privilege. Uh, I've had much the same, much the same. Um, I coach little um, six and seven-year-olds at the rugby club, so oh, wow. my Sundays are always <laughs> the best. I just love the energy of, of young people playing rugby, but do me That's the cool. honour and the privilege of introducing your good self to the watchers and listeners. Yeah, thank. well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, I'm going to look here when I'm talking to everyone, look there when I'm talking to you. Um, <laughs> so my name's Tommy Gentleman, and I'm a gym owner. I'm a life coach. I'm an author recently. Um, But more importantly than all of that, I'm someone who's looking to make the most out of my time. And Mm. if you're on that same wavelength, which you probably are, I'm guessing, especially if you're watching live Sunday night and all, um, that you know that you have a finite amount of time. Mm. 
And with that time, you've got opportunity. And what I like to do is not only do that myself, but help other people to realize that and to connect that, um, that purpose mm. into their everyday lives. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you get introduced on an interview or something, you know, it, it's never, um, it's never a straightforward answer. I, yeah. I love being able to elaborate a little bit. I appreciate that this platform is somewhere we can do that. So yeah, I hope that's uh, made sense to people out there. Yeah, I love that. Um, just tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us about where you're from, a bit of your background. Sure. Yeah, so I'm, as you just said, I'm, I'm literally an hour away from you. Um, I was born and raised in my hometown Andover in Hampshire. And apart from doing a year and a half where I went to New Zealand to go, go like basically find out what life was about, um, learn how to be a man, learn how to be a personal trainer and do all that in kind of this uh, short space of time. Other than that, I've lived here my whole life. It is home. And uh, once upon a time, I wanted to get out of here, you know, ASAP to see the bigger world and, and everything else. But I think when you go through certain things, I'm sure if you're watching this and you've, you've, you've maybe got that mindset thing going on, um, you come to realize that it's what you make of things and places that really counts rather than the things and places themselves. Mm. Um, so home is home, mate. Yeah. Grew up here. Um, I've got a gym. I'm actually sat here in the gym right now. Two reasons. Number one is home. Like, I have to always sort of be really quiet when I'm at home and I don't <laughs> like that. I like to kind of go for it. Um, but also I, I snuck a cheeky workout in um, because I've been letting that kind of drop to the back a little bit. Yeah. So snuck a cheeky workout in. So I'm in the gym. I've been the owner of the gym. I started this seven years ago and it was sort of the natural progression, a collision of ambition and experience. Mm -hmm. I'd always worked in the fitness industry and always had big goals, big plans. Um, and it was a gutsy move, but great, grateful that it's worked out seven years on. Here I am in one of our rooms, like a meeting room. So that's kind of not really what I do day to day anymore, but I still have a very large input there. Uh, more about like one of your topics you like to talk about leadership, mm -hmm. making sure that my guys are like clear on what they need to do, make sure they're motivated, make sure they understand what we're doing and why, mm -hmm. uh, why very important. And, um, and as well as that, I have a business which combines coaching events uh, and speaking. And that business has really taken off over the last 18 months, uh, allows me to do cool stuff like this because I'm like constantly producing content, podcasts, videos, mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook. I was actually shocked today because my Instagram stories ran out. Like my little thing ran out. I'm no. not, I've literally, like the 24 hour thing hasn't ran out. I think since it started, I let it run out, but it was because I was having too much fun. Yeah. So I can't nice. complain. Good reasons, good reasons. Um, where, do you, where did you start? Where did, because where did, so, I, saw, I saw you share something recently. It was about um, documenting your journey and, and looking back when you first started and Tell us, take us back to when you first started. What, where was your headspace at? What was your, what was your kind of mindset back then? Fearless. Mm. Just fearless. Partly because I was so naive, right? Because <laughs> I was so young. Um, I had the drive installed into me from a couple of pivotal moments where just being a teenager, you just, you know, you just go about your everyday life. And a couple of like adults said to me, like, you're going to go far. And it was those like little moments where I thought, what do they mean by that? Mm. Why, why me? Like, what is it about me? And so I did start to get into personal development quite early, which I'm very grateful for. I was around about 17, 18 years old, 
when I first knew of like Tony Robbins and first mm. started to read in, into those kind of topics. And um, I look back now at some of the things I did in my early 20s and it scares the life out of me because I'm like, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do it now. Yeah. I probably have like a little bit more sort of lag in my thinking. Whereas mm. back then I was like, ah, business rates, that's fine. They'll let us off. Yeah. They don't let you off, by the way. They do not <laughs> let you off. Um, but things like that, you know, I just kind of went for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's a sensitivity to time, which I've already kind of um, hinted on. And those of you that have read my book or that will read my book will get you know, the, the full picture of this. But I think in a nutshell, anyone who's ever kind of been exposed to the fragility of life, especially when it's sudden, mm -hmm. has this sudden awakening. It's almost like you get the big contrast of like pain and darkness and loss. And then all of a sudden, once you're able to figure it out, in yeah. your own time and in your own way, you can see the other side of it, which is this massive opportunity that we've all got. Yeah. So I think part of that as well, because it, it kind of some my, my life changed when I was sort of twenty, mm -hmm. and um, the the last ten years have been head down like yeah. just go. So with regards to the videos, I'd always done it. Like my 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 friends and those like if they're watching this, I'm not sure, used to mock me for taking photos of myself mm -hmm. before that was a thing before it was a name before it was mm -hmm. a selfie mm -hmm. i'd get like you know you'd, you'd have the camera on only on one side so guesswork a lot of the time yeah let's try and like press the button um and i, I used to do that and it's a video video myself and stuff and i'm so grateful i did because i've got like 10 years of it now yeah. and that's why the other day when you would have seen that video i just would have seen it as appropriate to dig it out mm. um key, key piece of advice though that moment 10 years ago filming felt the same as this moment right now mm -hmm. so for anyone watching this film whatever you're doing right now because in 10 years time you'll be so grateful that you did amazing what sort of things you learned along the way what um you know you talked about you know why me about about being the one that's going to go far have you worked that out i, I think i have actually mm -hmm. um i'm not sure if it's the right platform time early in the conversation to jump straight in and put it this way i'm a spiritual person mm -hmm. And I've always been uh, spiritual without realizing it. Yep. And I've started to realize it. I've, in the last two or three years, um, really started to in, um, encourage myself to investigate that sort mm -hmm. of area of my curiosity. And so I have an understanding of what I think it means on a sort of spiritual level. But I think in, in terms of a human practical level, um, I think it's, it's the uh, ability to do it and then sort of figure it out again, figure out the bits afterwards. Yep. Yeah, if that makes sense. So like people sometimes call it build the plane as you fly. Um, <laughs> I've always been able to do that. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I've never been afraid to do something that um, not many people have done or that I, that I think might be difficult. Other people might say you can't do that. I've always been okay with that. Mm. Love that. What are some of the things that if you talked a little bit about coming across Tony Robbins and um, yeah. Do you ever get pigeonholed in the same space as, as him? I used to crave it, right? And yeah. I used to um, I used to wish that was what someone would know me as, and, and it really um, stumped me last year. My second Super Self Summit, which is my two day event uh, that I run, it was you know supposed to be the best thing ever because it was the second one. And to be fair, like practically it was, but I felt so. Like empty and lost afterwards mm -hmm. and it was because i was slightly off i was trying to be the english tony robbins mm. 
Like it was part of my motivation. I wanted to show everyone. I was like, yeah, I'm going to show you. You don't know who I am yet, but you wait. You're going to be like this, this, and this. And, yeah. and actually, I, you know, it takes a lot to be honest about that and to come out and say that that's what I was mm. doing. And I was doing that and it didn't work uh, out for me, but it gave me a lesson. And that lesson was that you shouldn't be, you shouldn't try and be like a lesser or a different version of someone else. Mm. You should be the best version of you. I know that sounds like a bit of a cliche comment, but when you actually feel that, those of you out there that have had that like identity shift and you have to really back yourself, which is one of the reasons why I want to go with that title. Um, you, you just understand it so much better. Um, so yeah, I mean, the weird thing is, Ryan, I think I shared this with you. Mm-hmm. Literally, the first speaking event that I did after the Super Self Summit, so about two or three months afterwards, as I was being introduced, the, uh, the lady that was introducing me, she actually said, um, he's pretty much an English young Tony Robbins. And I just, I just laughed to myself. Yeah. It was almost like the moment I'd stopped trying to be that, mm. someone said it, and it was like mm. this like weird kind of um circle of events it felt quite nice actually yeah. but yeah it, it, it's some i think it's easy how people refer to what they know don't they yeah. um but you've got to be yourself yeah i mean i i can reflect on my own journey and i've had very similar comments around the simon cynic and you know i was as guilty as most for just being a simon cynic fanboy talking you know it, I, I was um i was phrased as being a leader from the books and I, I, internally i was far from that but the what came out of my mouth must have just sounded like a um yeah, a pure fanboy. I think it was when I took a picture of my bedside table and it was I had your book next to Unleash the... Um... That's right, it was, yeah. Yeah, and I, I put a picture of it and you were like, oh, great book collection or something like that. And that's I, right. And I was like, how must it feel having your book next to Tony Robbins? And then that's what prompted that that conversation. So I appreciate that. That's really, um, really interesting to hear. Yeah, because I told you, didn't I, straight away? I said, yeah. like, that, it's funny you should say that because yeah. it was a bit of a thing, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So take us back then what what do you think has been critical to to your mindset and your your kind of growth over the last 10 years i think um the way that my parents brought me up mm-hmm. was i mean i'm i'm massively grateful massively grateful because i had a good really solid loving upbringing and um you know didn't have any any issues any problems it's very smooth but the thing that they taught me was that you can't just have things. Mm. And I can remember crying, crying my eyes out because like my best friends had a Game Boy and I didn't. And <laughs> like my best friend had a pair of Nike shoes and I didn't. And, and I remember one day, uh, my mum, bless her, she, um, I, she knew I really wanted some Adidas poppers. And those of you that are around about 30 <laughs> years old will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I wanted some Adidas poppers and she was like really cool with it. She was like, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll get you some. And I was like, this is weird. Cause usually this is one of those, like, we can't have Adidas poppers. Right. And she was like, yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we'll go and get some after school. So all, all day at school, I'm like buzzing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting some Adidas poppers tonight. I'm getting some poppers. Anyway, she, she takes us into town and, um, we go into this little shop and she's like, right. What, what colors you want? And I'm like, um, they're not Adidas. <laughs> and she's like, well, what do you mean? They're the ones you want, aren't they? And I went, well, they're, they're two stripe. Adidas is three stripe. So, you know, they're not, they're not Adidas poppers. And she was just like, look, you, ha- you ever have these or you don't have any. And mm. I'm like, I can't understand why, but the, 
in the process of like wearing them to school the next day and the kids going, oh, they're not Adidas. And mm-hmm. you know, that, that taught me that you can't just have things. Yeah. And um, that lesson has, has grown. It's, it's um, developed into many other things. It's almost like a big branch, you know, mm. a, big, a big root. And it's just kind of gone off in different directions. But that um, was, a, was a real key thing, I think, growing up. That taught me a lot about my, my mindset now. I think back to that. It also taught me to be patient. Mm. Taught me to work hard. You know, my, my mom and dad gave me, um, and to be fair to them, they followed up. They followed through with their promises. They made me do a star chart, right? Two months. I wanted a, I wanted a, a white, long-sleeved Man United shirt with Roy Keane on the back. That's what I wanted, right? I'm like, right, okay, well, you, you can have that. However, first, you've got to do two months of ticks, like mm. in, the, in the thing. You're only allowed one day where you blob, right? Where, you, where you're not good. Mm. so to speak and so you know know, I did it 60 days next thing I'm ordering the shirt from the catalogue and it comes you know three days later so and then you get that appreciation as well Mm, I love that I think um, one of the things that comes through strongly around your book is around this concept of legacy I just wonder to what extent you're continuing your parents legacy through your own journey and, and parenthood what are you taking with you it's hard mate it's hard because it's a different person altogether mm and it's a different culture and it's a different time. Like the, the thing that gets me, right? Cause, cause I, being someone who coaches people as well, mm-hmm. if your kid's like, oh, you know, I want that. And you're like, you know that one of your biggest lessons and the reasons why you've got this mindset is because you know that you can't just have things. Yeah. Trying to explain that without, you know, he's a different person. And it is quite difficult sometimes, I must say. Classic example, these days, the kids, right? If they want a song on, if they want a song on the radio, yeah, they just say I want that song on, right? Mm. You and I, if we wanted to listen to a song, we'd have to just turn on the radio, maybe flick through a few channels. Yep. We have to wait like 10, 10 songs for it to come on, and then if we were lucky, we could record it, and then maybe mm. we could play the tape later. But like now, it's just everything's so quick. Yeah, they want something, they can get it pretty much straight away, and so it's difficult to try and teach that lesson. I think that like parenting is just, I mean, it's it's like. You can't overthink it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, got, I look at my They've got a great role model. Would, well, yeah. I, I, the danger, though, I appreciate that. But the danger is you try too hard. Mm-hmm. And so? then all of a sudden, you know, um, I have to keep telling. I Literally, before I came here, it's weird you bring it up because I had a little chat with him. And I could, I could tell he was listening. He's only two, you know. Mm-hmm. My, my wife just ripped me when I went out of the house. She was like, "You're having way too complex conversations with this kid." <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, I'm like, look, there's a reason why Daddy says stop if you run away. It's, it's okay for playing, but Daddy's Daddy's going to look after you. So one day, you know, you won't have that. You'll look after yourself one day. And he's two, but he's like looking at me like that. Yeah, I can tell he's listening. Yeah, and he's quite smart. So I just went with it, you know. And he gave me a, a hug and stuff. But like, yeah. if you try too hard, yeah, you can end up." causing all kinds of knock-on effects there's no right way of doing it yeah so you just got to just go with the flow i think the way i kind of visualize that it's almost like the uh, the conversation between mufasa and simba after he you know gets <laughs> caught in the elephant graveyard you know it's that <laughs> <laughs> pretty much you know what like you you won't believe this you think you'll think i'm making this up two minutes before we had that chat he was shouting all the characters from the lion king love it i swear down love i it. swear down <laughs> so yeah weird love that so so we've heard a little bit about your mindset and how, you, how you've kind of built and, and developed. Tell me some about the things, you, you know, there must have been some setbacks, there must have been some failures along the way. How have you responded to, to that kind of struggle and the, the hardship around um, your journey? 
Okay, cool. Which um, which element of it? Give me give me a sort of section that I can elaborate on. Um, you you talk about in your book around coming back and then starting up the the kind of um, uh, being a, a personal trainer and how yeah. that was kind of early and it wasn't the the done thing at that time. And tell me how you kind of maximised that and how you built that 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 journey. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we. So I came back from New Zealand. I knew I wanted to do something uh, as a PT, but I know I didn't want to go and work in a gym. So I started off with a medicine ball and a power bag and a, a new car that I'd bought. Um, well, it wasn't new, but I went and bought it. Uh, it had a big boot and you could put the seats down so you could put lots more kit in there. And I used to drive around to people's houses to begin with in the gardens and parks. And I did that for about four months, but then it started raining and it started getting dark. And then one day as I was training one of my clients in their garden, um, the husband came out and he was like, hey, would you consider like a premises? And I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I'm looking for one. I'd like to do that. Turns out his mum rented this like small office and they didn't need it anymore. It was like its own building um, with a little bit of a driveway and stuff. So I jumped on it, jumped on the chance to, to do it. Again, didn't really know what I was doing, just sort of figured it out as I went along. And um, I guess the biggest challenge back then was like, I had to learn how to do everything mm. in terms of the business. I had to learn how to do the marketing, how to do the financials, how to do the delivery. Cause I was still quite new to the whole yeah. service and then how to sort of forward plan as well. And I think with that, there came like the, the brand learning as a young lad that you, you, your brand, especially if you guys are watching this and you are you know, in a personal brand type business, yeah. everything that you do, is connected to your business. Yeah. You walk down the street, I mean, this is a classic one for people in the fitness industry. If anyone's in the fitness industry, you're gonna laugh. You walk down and you're holding, I don't know, it could be something really quite simple like a milkshake. And someone goes, oh, should you be having that? And it's like mm. the weirdest thing, because, hang on, wait a minute, I, I'm, you know, but you get this big reputation thing. And actually it was probably a little bit too harsh for me. Like I, mm -hmm. I went too far that way. And I started to like, Figure, like, I, I was, I was, um, I was trying to be too PC. Maybe that's the wrong mm -hmm. statement, but but doing these things to make sure my reputation was that person all the time. I'm not doing mm. that because people, someone might see me, you know. Mm. So that was a big learning curve. That's been quite mature quite quickly, being like 20 and in that business responsible uh, situation. Yeah. How did you? Um... Were there days where you just didn't want to do it? Motivation just out the window? I don't think back then, but in the last two or three years, there's been you know, a, a few of those moments mm. where I've considered like both businesses where I've considered, oh, do you know what? This is hard. This is hard. And there could be multiple reasons why it's hard. We've had some, we've had some tough circumstances uh that are out of our control um that you wouldn't wish up upon anyone at, at the gym you know in the gym business and then you know with the with the coaching and the events there was um that whole identity thing last year was tough mm. I, I really considered not doing the third one mm. so june was the second one we'd already sold tickets for the third one and at one point i was like i don't fancy this anymore yeah um i had to figure out what it, i had to figure out what i was mm. actually not what i was who I was, who I am. Um, 
very quickly because I had a responsibility. What so helped I built you do a brand, that? I'd sold tickets. Um, it, it was all about removing the pra- practical answer first, mm-hmm. removing myself from anyone who I thought could control or influence any big decisions, mm. albeit good or bad. Mm-hmm. I had some really strong, helpful people around me and I shut myself away. Mm. I shut myself away. Now, usually most people would think that was a bad thing and it usually is a bad thing. But sometimes when you get to the top of that journey in terms of your, like what you want to create, right? There comes a time when you've just got to go on your own and then figure out at the highest level what you make of it all without anyone suggesting or influencing you Mm. either way, even if it's helpful. And so some of the the things I thought I should do didn't work and then some of them did. But in the result, but the result of that whole chapter was I know exactly who I am. Mm. Yeah, because you need validation, but that validation can't come from anybody else. Yeah, love that. I love that a lot. So tell us about your events. Tell us about what um what it's like for people that come to a super self summit what it's like um well it's energetic it's motivational and it's educational Mm -hmm. the idea with the super self summit is that it forms a bridge between well-being and personal development Mm. um this is the the learning this is the uh the level of clarity that that I and my team now have over this event. And and it wasn't there this time last year. We were too heavily in the personal development side of things. Mm -hmm. Personal development is an exceptional um, area. However, it needs help for people to come into it. Mm -hmm. Because all they, the only thing, like literally all they need to do, mate, is go, all right, I need to do, my mate's been telling me I need to do some personal development. I'll grab this book and then they just go, nah, not for me. Mm-hmm. Because there's too many long words, there's too much ambiguity, and it just doesn't land. Yeah. And then they just write it off. So what we're aiming to do with the Super Self Summit is, is combine health, well-being, personal development. It's a multi-speaker event, so we have mm-hmm. different perspectives, different points of view. Uh, top, top speakers, well-known experts, professionals, and influencers in their, in their relative industries and spaces. Mm-hmm. To give everyone legit, authentic, heartfelt, and proven advice, strategies. Mm-hmm. Also have an amazing time, you know, spend two days with people who are just positive and in the right frame of mind and away from their usual stress yeah. um, to then go away and start making some changes. You know, I, I did, and this is where that Tony Robbins thing comes in, Ryan, because at the second one, I tried to um, create transformations with people mm-hmm. from stage because I actually can do that. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, you know, without sounding big headed here i'm actually exceptional at that mm-hmm. and i wanted everyone to see it mm-hmm. but that's selfish mm-hmm. that's where i that only swore that's where i messed up <laughs> because i was being selfish yeah it wasn't about them that shouldn't be the right conditions they need more time afterwards they need more time yeah. before i'm just doing this in a multi-speaker two-day event it's not right i didn't know that at the time mm-hmm. i learned that afterwards because i felt very strange about it what what we do is we at the summit now is just bring people into that. Give them a little bit, give them, give them some ideas, inspire them, yeah. but leave the transformation out of it because people need longer. They mm. need more. 
Yeah, you go. I, I see these clips, and I, I, I know I, I'm all for going to events. Mm-hmm. I am all for going to events, but the first time someone does uh, a board break, or a fire walk, or anything, it gives them um, a pattern interrupt, and that's good. But when they go to another event and do another fire walk, another board break, right? These these things they stop working. Mm-hmm. There was a reason why they worked when they worked, and that's because no one was doing that already. Mm-hmm. Now, like you won't see any firewalks or ball breaks at the Super Self Summit because it's super practical. And we want to bring people into the environment where they can start asking better questions, where they can start thinking differently, where they can start surrounding themselves with better influence in their life. Mm-hmm. And then should they want to come and do something else, we've got, we've, we've got a program called the Super Self Retreat, which is a three-day, mm-hmm. um, all in just me, it's literally just me and my PA Jenna mm-hmm. in a hotel, like real, like a real nice hotel by the beach. And that's where we create the transformations. You won't hear me or say me nice. um, hear. You won't see or hear me talk about that much because it's not something that we just go out to everyone with because it wouldn't work. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've got that sensitivity to my, my art, my business, my, my life, and also to the people that we help. Yeah. So I hope that makes sense. It's super it's like our, it's our show. It's the way in. Yeah, I love that. You uh, you talk about being exceptional at, um, I guess, would you say facilitating transformations within people? Um, how, how you know? I don't believe that um, people are just great. I think it takes years and years of working and honing and practicing and, and develop. How would you describe your journey from being um, to, to getting to be someone who's exceptional at transformation? Yeah, great question. I think you need two, we need three things. Mm -hmm. Three things. You need um, expertise. Mm -hmm. So books, people, courses, and and nearly said the second thing, and and, uh, areas in your life where you can learn. Expertise. Then you need experience. Experience is when you actually go and do it. And I've been talking a lot about this at the moment. Uh, regarding video right because people think that they need a stage physical stage to start to talk to people mm-hmm. oh i need to be on a stage because i got something to say you have to start saying it now because otherwise you don't know if it's good or not yeah so you need experience because also you get your flow right mm-hmm. and then the third the third thing is that you need to have a pull from a point of purpose where you just feel mm-hmm. like you're a fish in water when you're doing that thing yeah. yeah, like it's your environment. You don't have to try. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that's like maths. For some people, it's table tennis. For some people, it's painting. We've all got something that we're pulled towards. And when we combine those three things, so think about it. Like anyone that's watching this is good at something. Mm-hmm. At some point, you would have been interested in it. That's that pull. The second thing, perhaps it doesn't matter what order it's in. You would have to go and learn it find a good teacher, find a good coach, do a course, read a book. And then the third or whatever missing part would be doing it. So I think you all three of those things. And, and I've been exposed to all three. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. Is there, um, tell us more about the, um, the things that you do to help people. You, you've talked about super self summit. You've talked about, um, your coaching and your retreats. Uh, what were the other branches of, um, your empire mm. yeah thanks mate um the so as well as the 
personal development, the life coaching elements, which you've just covered. Yeah. There's also a strand of what I do, which is, well, it's not a strand, it's pretty much half of what I do now, the professional development. Mm -hmm. Now, there are um, a lot of coaches, instructors, um, people who have a service that they can help other people with, who struggle with some of the things that I struggled with over the last 10 years. So whether it's that, like, belief to do it whether it's the practical systems that they need to make it work or whether it's the experience the expertise um and the way i see it is i'm here to make a difference to people and if i can make a difference to people who make a difference to people mm. then i'm going to multiply you know from a selfish point of view i'm going to multiply my my purpose yeah um and i help these guys and girls to figure out how to make their passion work in a practical world. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about growing at the right step, at the right speed, not promising numbers, not promising like, because there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, I'm confident that the people I help when I look them in the eyes and they understand me and I understand them, we're a good fit. We go. I love that. You, um, you've got a, a podcast and um you obviously have people at your super self summit where did this um this start of collaboration when did you embrace collaboration and and what's that done for you i, I actually think i need to do it more yeah. actually I've, i do i do need to do it more i think it's to be honest it's just laziness i love the way that you've put this together and been so organized with it and done your posts and done your questions and you've been great contacted me multiple times um so i think that we need to up our game from that point of view um so we'll take note from what you've done Sorry, yes. um, and uh, yeah, I think collaboration, I mean, I, I started my first podcast in 2010. Mm. I've had three podcasts and taken them off mm -hmm. after I started the next one because I was so embarrassed about the, the previous one. Um, I've still got the audio files somewhere, but <laughs> I just took them off iTunes. And I just really enjoy it. I do. I really enjoy talking to people. I mean, you're great at it. You ask great questions. And, and what it does is it brings a different um, energy to your, to your audience, right? So it's something that we definitely need to, I need to definitely do more of. Um, but it's always been on the radar. Yeah. Yeah. My ethos is all about being, or helping people be always better than yesterday. Just curious to know what that phrase brings to mind for you. So I've been thinking about this because um, I know this is your thing. And for me, I'm going to go with my, my instinct, my gut feeling, my gut answer. Mm. And that was that every day when we are awake and we take in information through mm. our senses, we then go to sleep and imagine, I imagine our brains now are working through that information. Being better than yesterday is about, it's about taking that information and changing the patterns. Mm which end up being results. So it could be a thought you had, because you don't know how changing that one thought could change everything. Mm. It could be the way you looked, like you communicate with your body, with your face, with your eyes all the time. Mm. It could be that you should have looked someone in the eye, but you didn't because you just weren't confident enough in the moment. Mm. But that's what they needed right there and then. Or there was an opportunity right in front of you and you didn't see it. These small, tiny, little tweaks, I think, are what we can do every day to be better than yesterday. 
just thinking and evaluating about what we did, yeah. whether we do it consciously or not, it doesn't matter. We just want to increase the need to do a little bit more every day. Mm, I love that. So um, I think what you're, you're talking a lot about is, uh, say, whether it was conscious or unconscious, but the, the art of reflection. Are there, um, are there things that you do as part of a routine or some habits that um, factor in reflection time? I would love to be able to say that there's like, oh, I, you know, 9.30, I sit down, yeah, and yeah. I meditate. I, I can, I can, mm -hmm. I can meditate like traditional sort of closed mm -hmm. eyes. I meditate all the time. I meditate all the time with my eyes open. Mm. I meditate, I meditate when I'm sat. I, just any time there's no one around me. Yeah. You know, I, I could be, I could be on the toilet, Ryan, right? <laughs> And I'll meditate. That's your yeah. headline. Um, because <laughs> I'm synthesizing my, my behavior all the time. Yeah. I'm thinking about things all the time. And not in an exhausting way, just in an internal dialogue way. Mm -hmm. We've all got voice inside our own head. No, I'm not trying to say anyone's crazy. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. All do. I'm with you. Yeah, I know you, I know you get it. There's, there's an internal dialogue inside our heads. And if we can like, make that, think of that as actually that's you. Mm. That's you. This, this is like the, the second part. That's actually you. So listen to it. Have a little chat with it, you know, in your head. Figure out yeah. what it's trying to say to you. People try and force meditation. They're like, oh, I need to meditate. And the amount of times now I hear it, it's like what people say about water. You yeah. know, 15 years ago, oh, you, oh, don't drink enough water. I know I need to drink water. <laughs> now it seems like when people are like, oh, I know I need to meditate. I know I, you, you don't need to meditate. If you think yeah. you need to meditate, you're doing it wrong, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's about listening to your head, not trying to force some kind of weird thing. Just chill and listen. That's it. Yeah. So I do it all the time, mate. Mm. Yeah, I can relate to that. Shower, staring out the window for long yep. periods of time. Driving. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. Just anything that you can just hear your thoughts. Mm. And even if music on, you can still do it. Yeah. You know? Yes, music helps me a lot. And I th I th one thing I'm finding out recently, and I, I've Googled this because I wasn't sure whether there was something that I listen to a song and I have it on repeat. I can listen to one song repeat for about half an hour to an hour. And, uh, you know, people think I'm just crazy. But for me, it, it's because it's so repetitive and predictable. I'm not I'm not focused. And then I can I can then, you know, but I had to Google that just in case it was a symptom of something else. <laughs> I mean, I am. Um... When I did, uh, so I used to compete for England at sport jiu-jitsu. Yep. And in the world championships where I was successful, because two of them I, 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 were, I wasn't successful, I had a playlist of five songs. And that was all I listened to. Well, I knew what those five, five songs were. Oh, mate. Okay. What? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> One of them was... Um, I can only remember like two. I can probably remember the worst two, the worst two songs. Uh, I had um, Will Smith. Yeah. Um, Boom, Shake the Room. Of course. Obviously. Pure 90s. Um, and, exactly. And I'm pretty sure I had a Pendulum song. Mm. I don't know which one it was. Slam. Um, then I had, oh, I had um, Hot Stepper, Inny Kamosi. <laughs> but these were all purposely chosen, right? Yeah. Because they meant something to me at the time, yeah. parts of my thinking that I wanted to call upon. I actually did the same thing when I wrote my book, actually. I had um, seven songs in a playlist, mm -hmm. and I shot myself off in, in Starbucks for, I went into Starbucks 5 a.m. 
uh, every morning for like three weeks. Wow. Um, my, my wife didn't know. My wife didn't know I was doing it because um, I just wanted to just go and do it. Mm-hmm. She thought I was going to work early. I guess I technically was, but this new Starbucks had opened like on the A three O three. Um, so I just used to sit in there and it's the same seven songs and that way it feels it felt like one long session mm. yeah and it was the same mindset every time because there was no randomness to it it was like right I'll write my book so I'm going to listen to those seven songs and I chose them to again help me get into the right frame of mind and that creativity yeah, I love that and we can do little things like this all the time and these are all little um, environmental hacks that we can create in our yeah. own life you know, to influence the way we think that's awesome. Mate, I, I could talk to you all evening. I'm sure there are, we've only scratched the surface of, of the things that, you know, your mindset and the things that you, you'll be able to do to help other people. So what I'll just say is, guys, girls, push our faces right now. Make sure if you're not already, give Tommy a follow. Make sure you connect with him. Um, I've tagged his business page within the, 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 um, within the post here. So go and, go and give him a follow. Um, and yeah, go go and consume all of the wonderful content he's putting out. Make sure you get a copy of this. It's available on Amazon. Yes, um, it is. I've got my own copy, um, and I will be looking out for when is your next Super Self Summit? When is it? It's June twenty second and twenty third, and it's uh, it's in Winchester. Fantastic. And we're um, we're actually going to be releasing a lot of news around that uh, event this coming week. So. Those of you that do, um, which I'll be very appreciative of anyone that does tag along and say hi after this um, to a professional page, then yeah, stay tuned. Fantastic. We'll do that. Um, where can people connect with you? Where can people find you and more of your content? The best place is, if it's your thing, Instagram mm-hmm. at Tommy Gentleman. Um, but I'm on every social media platform, all the major social media platforms. And um, the only thing I will say is because of the, the technicalities of how we made this happen, I'll just say it to avoid any awkwardness. Unless I already know you, if you add me as a friend, I probably won't accept it because I just don't really use my personal um, Facebook page. So head over to the professional page because I always check my messages and always reply. Amazing. Can you do me the honour and the privilege of leaving a final thought from Tommy Gentleman? Final thought is don't put too much pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. go with the flow and if something pulls you towards it investigate yeah mr tommy gentleman you have been uh inspiring pure gentleman and i am grateful to be connected i hope that we continue to connect in future um, and i will definitely be coming to check out the super self summit in june thank you so much for your time Everybody that's tuned in, if you've got any questions, then please do make sure that you put them below and we will spend the time going back through them, I have no doubt. Uh, and make sure you go, and, you go and follow Tommy and all of his content. Hope it's added you some value. If it has pushed our faces, please do push that share button. If you've listened on the podcast um, or caught up on YouTube, wherever you're watching or listening to this, thank you for taking the time. Um, and I'd love to know your thoughts, drop in any questions that you've got. Tommy, thank you for your time. Have a great week and all the best for the, uh, the, the birth of your child in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thanks, Take care, brother. Bye.